I don't know, Starwire. Uh, sounds more like a sci-fi movie to me. And uh, apparently there is more to it. Uh, and we're about to find out from someone who is a master movie maker. So maybe Starwire is a movie. We're going to find out. This is the Swarm Unplugged podcast, where we get to know the bee social community and encourage others to join us. With hundreds in the community, we want to get to know all of you better. From the newbie to the expert to the project partners, we will be learning who they are and how they can best benefit from Bees Social. I'm Christopher Knight, so let's get started. This is going to be an action-packed episode of The Swarm Unplugged. We are we have so much that we're about to throw your direction because it is all exciting to hear from someone who is not only a co-founder of a major company that is doing great things, but who has the skill of a movie maker that goes on forever as far as his credentials. And just to uh, say a few, we're talking about credentials like director, and he has a writing and screenplay and story producer and film editor and production and, and crew and staff. And I mean, you go on forever. He has those credentials and he has uh, the uh, movies to prove it. But before we talk to him, let me bring on uh, my co-host and a very special one. He is. Tony K. Hello, Christopher. How are we today? Oh, we're are we at the Academy Awards today? Well, apparently you're underdressed. Uh, I yes. dressed for the occasion, and apparently you haven't. I'm. I did. I didn't. I didn't get the memo for God's sake. I did not get the memo. So you know, I'm here. But you have you have you already walked the red carpet already? What? Uh, well. <laughs> You can see I've uh, I, I'm I'm prepared and I'm embarrassed uh, that uh, my host is not. But as usual, I'm going to carry yeah, the. Weight. Uh, I'll I'll carry you through. Yeah. Okay, I appreciate and, that. Uh, be, between Rick and I, we'll we'll make you look as good as we possibly can. I'm just. I saying. I, 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 we, you know, I always appreciate that. And uh, what kind of uh, what kind of stars have you seen? Uh, uh, there, where you are now. Well, you know, I, the, the biggest star uh, that I've ever actually been um, had the privilege of, of spending time with, and, and I hope that it's a, a brand new and, and hopefully a, a, a wonderful new relationship because I'm, I'm kind of hoping I can star in some of the films and, and he's actually backstage. So, you know, I think we should, uh, yeah, no, wait, 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 before, before we do that. Now, now you straighten up your tie, your bow tie is crooked. Okay. Straighten up your tie and look, look, it look normal. I mean, you know, it looks like it. There you go. Now you look like you belong, but before we even bring on our special guest, let's show a little bit of his work. I'd love to see it. Wow. Written, produced, directed. Uh, the only thing he didn't do was probably hold the camera most of the time because he had to be on the other side as an actor. 
I don't know how many things one person can do to make a wonderful movie. So, wow. Tony, why don't we bring our special guest in? Uh, wow. Garnet Campbell. <laughs> there you are, Garnet. I tell you what, you're a star, my friend. You're a star. Hey, you, you didn't tell me I needed to wear a tux. Well, Good. I, I, I figured this is going to be, uh, you know, Oscar. I mean, for me, I'm, this is as close to the Oscars as I'm going to be to be near you, Garnet. So I figured I, the least I should do is, is dress for the occasion. I, again, I apologize to my, my host, but what can I say? Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's just got me in the mood for, yeah, let's do are you ready? Are you ready to walk the red carpet, Garnet? 100 percent 100 percent let's 100%. do it. <laughs> you know garnet that film that we just saw wow what a what a you know i i i see stuff like that and then i just i want to go and crawl in the corner because you know i make an attempt of trying to have fun and do some things and then i see that and i'm like oh man that's just you know i i might as well just hang it up right now so then the next thing i think of is well how can i do better and I thought, well, I heard that you actually, you, you help people do that. So that there's, a, there's a possibility that if I come to Vancouver, I might be able to sign up for uh, some of these classes because apparently you, you, you help people in, in the distress situation that I'm in. So tell me about that. <laughs> well, exactly. You know, um, filmmaking is not for the elites. Uh, it, it's for anybody who's got uh, creative imagination and, you know, a story to tell. And you guys, I know you guys have tons of stories. And, I mean, we're on a show right now that you guys created. So so there you go. Yeah, you know, uh, we do, we do uh, have a school here in uh, Vancouver called the Delta Film Academy. Mm -hmm. And it's been going for 10 years. Wow. And um, normally we um, are, the idea was to start, uh, there was an opportunity with the high schools where they invited us in to do some workshops. And that turned into um, actually a full-time uh, school, a part of the Delta School District curriculum where kids can um, study filmmaking, film production, film acting, and visual effects. And um, that's actually part of their school. Wow. So, wow. So mean, how, old are they, how old are they going? Yeah, they're from, from grade 8 to 12, so wow. 13 to 18. So, yeah. so i got to yeah. ask you a question. With all the people over the 10 years, you must see some of these kids and say, you know what? This one's going to be a star. I mean, you you have to see that. Have you ever seen any of them that have done well, that? Yeah, I mean, it's you you it's it's more common than you know. Um, you know, we're you know you think, um, you know, we have uh, maybe fifty kids in our film production program, maybe fifty in the visual effects, fifty going through the uh, acting academy in a year. And um, because Vancouver is a, you know, what they refer to it as Hollywood North. So there is a lot of um, productions uh, going on here, but, um, you know, it's very common to see our kids in the, in the next, um, 
you know, some of the American TV series. Uh, we just had two kids uh, show up in, um, what's the one about the the uh, Archie, Archie and Veronica? What's that new show called? It's on Netflix. Um, the, the modern version. Well, everyone's going to be looking for it now. Oh, is that the old comic book? Oh, I don't know. Why, why can't I get this? <laughs> well, you know, the reason why I asked you that, because there's a hidden agenda. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Chris, um, you know, I, I figured, because I talked to Chris briefly about this, and he probably doesn't remember because he's got short-term memory loss, which is a sad thing that we that's for another show. But I said to him, Hey, do you think that there's a possibility that Garnet's going to see a star in me? And Garnet might just think, you know, if if I if I treat Garnet like like the producer and the, the director and the wonderful filmmaker he is, if if I dress right and I say the right words, do you think there's any possibility that I got a chance here? And I, it it went. He clicked. He hung up on me. He was he was laughing profusely, and then he hung up. And so I'm just going to leave it to you. I'm not going to depend on what what Chris says, because apparently if I was to hold my future in his hands, it would be doomed. So, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of here on, on, on it. This is almost like, like, like me giving you my, my, uh, uh, you know, a preview of what. What are you, your resume? Are you kidding me? You know, yeah. all he has to do is get to know you and he's going to wax you out in a heartbeat. That's well, I can only try. Yeah. I mean, you know, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm liking uh, what I see so far. There's, there's, there's that, some potential. Yep. Yep. Thank if you. John. If you need a British accent, then maybe, maybe you know he's the one. But mm -hmm. uh, if you want talent, uh, wrong, 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 wrong field to look at. You know, it's interesting maybe. you said that, Chris, about about English accent because. Apparently, Garnett spent quite a bit of time in my home country near uh, near Gatwick Airport in a place I think wow. it's in Crawley. So uh, he actually went to school there and spent some time there. So he's almost like a native. We're like we're almost like family, Garnet. So you know, you're good. It's like you taking me on. It's going to be like your family member. You can't turn down your family. Come on. Yeah, let's, uh, let's see. Let's hear a little bit about your uh, London days. The London days. Yes. Good, good old, uh, actually, you know, part of that, part of the story is, um, out of all the countries I've been through, uh, the UK was the only one I ever got deported from. Um, yeah. So, so I've got that to be pr proud of. Um, yeah, no, I, I, all right, all right, stop, stop, stop. What did you do to get deported? <laughs> you can't just pass over that. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, really. But, but, but I, I, I got deported, but I, I, I got, um, I got brought back into the country with a special letter from the undersecretary of state, Lord Ulswater. Wow. So, so wow. even though I got kicked out. Um, because of some bureaucratic thing, it it took uh, the great nephew of Winston Churchill, and yeah, to help me get back in. So, so that's wow. kind of a story. Yeah. No, the no, the great that, nephew uh, of Winston. Uh, for real? Are you serious right now? 
So, so, okay. Originally I came to the UK as a sound man, right? I was, I was doing um, sound for a music group called living sound and they were, they were based, uh, they had a little rehearsal studio in Cobham. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Cobham, is that in Sussex? Cobham, yeah, Cobham, yeah, Cobham, Sussex. Yeah. Cobham, yeah. 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 And um, <clears throat> so I'd been in and out of the UK um, for several years on, I don't know, I guess they call it just a visitor's visa because we were based in the UK, but they'd tour into um, into Europe and Eastern Europe and different places. And um, we actually started, when, when that tour with that music group ended, we um, had a multimedia show called Be Excellent. And we wanted to tour with this shows into the, the secondary schools um, in the UK. I'm not sure, what do they call it? Secondary school? Do they call it secondary so, schools? Yeah, we got infants, juniors, and seniors. So it's the junior school you're, you're referring okay. to right now. So. Yeah. Um, so we had this, it was a kind of an inspirational show that would encourage people, sort of, um, sort of dealt with self-esteem issues that kids had, kind of touching a little bit on kind of saying no to drugs, stuff like this. And it was featuring sort of top 40 music. Um, and it had all these movie clips in it from the latest movies. It was like about a 40 minute show. Um, and we'd bring it into schools. Um, we had three, it was sort of a surround sound, uh, surround screen that we had three 15 foot wide screens. So it, wow. you know, was massive and we'd set it up in these high schools and um, Pepsi um, mm -hmm. and uh, Britvic, their bottlers are in the UK. They were sponsoring this show. And um, <clears throat> I think we had actually had it reviewed by um, Her Majesty's School Inspectorate or something like this. And she looked at our program and it was awesome. Like everyone was giving the thumbs up to this, like wow. we had corporate support. We had, you know, the queen support. And, um, you know, at this time I realized, okay, we're going to be touring with this show for the next couple of years. It was time to get my business visa, you know, in order. Cause I'd kind of just been visiting as, as a guest, you know, th through all these times. Sure. Um, so that that you know proposal was you know was in a state of almost complete or something like this and the embassy in canada said well just go and you know we'll sort it out when you get there or whatever something like this they said you know just get on the plane and you know we'll work it out well of course that didn't work out and um to the bureaucratic side, they they were looking at this paperwork, sort of like, okay, no, no, you're you're going home, you're going, you know, back to back to Canada until we can get this sorted out. And so, okay, so that was the sort of official deportation. Now, mm -hmm. I had my whole touring team was already there. <clears throat> they wow. got in from different parts of the states, different parts of Canada. And I had to go back and I said, okay, well, this will be a couple weeks and we'll work it out. But week turned into week and it was just not getting anywhere. 
Um, and even, you know, from Pepsi's team, they had their um, public relations agency, Hill and Knowlton. They were trying to get progress on it. And in the end, um, it was... <clears throat> It was uh, the some friends in a local church in Crawley. Their MP was a guy named Nicholas Soames. And Nicholas Soames, he was the connection to Winston Churchill. He was a descendant. I don't know if it was how he was related. I have to Google that now again. Wow. But in the end, Nicholas Soames, he made some calls. And um, the bureaucratic quagmire was so thick, it went right up to the undersecretary of state. And they just said, hey, this guy's trying to do something good in our country. Um, let him in. Like, <laughs> so finally I got, I got greenlit and I was back wow. in the country. Um, but, yeah. Well, I'm glad you were. What you should have done was called me. See, now, you know, we're, we're practically family, as you know. I mean, you know, so next time, if that ever happens again, you know, I expect a phone call so that, uh, you know, we can, uh, yeah, you, we can you take and care the of business. Girl, you're like this, you know, yeah. 007, Tony. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> that was Garnet. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah, you've been around. You've been wait, around a lot of stuff. Wait, wait, play that again. Hey, how you doing? Now, you you obviously that was before you shaved your head. And Chris, what do you what do you think? I mean, what's this? What's well, this, you uh, know, I, I you know, I, you know, when you start losing your hair, you got to do something. So uh, it's just a, it's just a matter of time before uh, before you and I lose our hair, but. You know he's uh, he's much younger than us, so you know go figure, right? Now I think there's something. Right there, he Again. almost had a mullet. He was losing yeah. his hair. He had, he, hair. He, had, he had hair again. Wow. Yeah. That must have been, what, uh, 10 years ago, 20 years but ago? He was, he was holding on to his hair there. Do you see how it was receded, right? Yeah. So was, okay. you know, so I knew I was going to be abused by these Tony videos in some kind of way. <laughs> I, I knew it. Uh, what uh, oh, what movie nice. is that shot? What movie is that shot from? Mrs. Jones. He must remember that, Garnet. That was where you uh, you were trying to get. A, you know, you were possibly looking at some. I don't know. A little bit of counselling there. That's why that. You know, it said that. I I, I don't know. How, how did we get? How did Rick? How did Rick get that clip? I don't know. It's that just was uh, all it says is I want to be free, and I you know. Yeah. Yeah. When you're at counseling and you say, I want to be free, I guess the, you yeah. know, the counselor yeah. understands, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. Brad, Brad is free now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, 
Uh, I, I, I want to go straight from there to you're telling us about your wonderful children. Would you do that for me? Yeah, I got four kids, ages 11 to 17. And um, yeah, they're, they're, they are pretty amazing. Um, uh, what, what can I say? The two oldest girls, um, I'm glad we had them in that particular order because, um, yeah, the, boy, the boys, you know, boys will be boys. They're kind of mm -hmm. following in my footsteps, you know, as a young guy growing up in Saskatchewan. I, I like to, you know, was very experimental, got into a lot of trouble. Um, and, you know, the girls, they're amazing. They, you know, they probably take more after their mother. Um, the boys, <laughs> they can they can get up to some adventures. That's for sure. Yeah, you, you better look over your shoulder there. I mean, you better be careful of because I'm pretty sure they're hanging around. <laughs> yeah, no, and that and the boys, they're hardcore gamers and they're into computers. So they're, you know, and and of course, b being exposed to the crypto world, they're pretty tuned in to to wow. digital currencies and. And they, yeah, they know what's going they're, on. They're, they're hardwired. That's part of their DNA as children. I mean, you know, my 17 and a half year old, or almost 18 now, they're hardwired. They, 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 it, it's it's something that they get from the hospital. I think you know, it's it's something in that in those uh, you know injections that they give them because it, they're naturals. But you, you, you're you're very strong in uh, in your faith, and you're very strong in your family, and. Of course, you've got an incredible, incredible story about all the different film things that you've done and everything. It's just. Um, yeah. And in bringing that up, uh, Tony, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's always interesting to know, uh, know you have made a number of films and you always know the question, right? What was the film that had the biggest impact on you once it was done? Hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think the films tend to impact you in the the moments that you're preparing for them and and then the friendships that you make while you're making the film. Um, so, um, you know, the, the film that we looked at at the very beginning there, Lost uh, Wilderness, um, that, you know, definitely was... Um, you know, uh, uh, a ch you know, a moment that brought a lot of new relationships uh, into my life. Um, uh, that that would be a big one. And then going back to uh, uh, another film that kind of a student of mine made. Uh, we we had a little boot camp. It was like a three week boot camp, and um, that the student came back and said, Hey, uh, Garnet, I want to, I want to make a film. I'm like, great. Yeah, that's what we're here for. You know, you get out there, you make that, you know, three minute short film and let me know how it goes. Like, no, I want to do a feature film. And wow. I said, well, you might want to, you know, start small and then build up. Big. Like, no, no, we're going, we're, we're going for next month and you can either help me or not. So I helped him. That film was called, they came from the attic. And um, that, you know, 
that film was fairly influential because um, it basically kickstarted his career. Now, 13 films later, um, wow. I'm still doing films with him. Wow. Um, and, you know, next month is the start of another film with him. Um, so that, you know, and even though that wasn't my film, I sort of was a helper on it, a producer on it. But that film kind of influenced my life in a big way just because it set me on course to a, sort of a partnership with with that filmmaker in, in helping him. And, you know, it affects me still. You know, we got plans next next month for another film. And it's, a, it's funny, Jason started out as a hardcore horror film guy and, um, you know, went horror film, horror film, horror film. And it's not necessarily my genre, but I'm like, hey, I'm here to help you. So, like, sure. you know, let's do this. But as soon as he had kids, you know, now he's got two little kids. So that began kind of a change, you know, in his mentality. Now he was a father and different story ideas started coming to him. Um, the key to Christmas um, was one of his first family films that he did. Wow. And it was, you know, it ended up getting dis distribution globally. Um, but he, the purpose of it, he really made it was making it just for his daughter. He just wanted to have uh, a film um, that was kind of about a story they used to share together. And, uh, and he started that project. And in the end, when the film distributor, sort of was looking at some of the rough cuts are like, actually, you know, we realize this, this is a little lower budget, but it's actually got heart. Like we want this film. So, wow. So that ended up uh, getting distributed and it was, it was kind of more of a love project. Than, than well, you know, you have, uh, you have uh, that uh, actor look. Uh, have you, uh, how many times have you been invited actually to act in other people's movies? Uh, you know, I said, I, I really don't like, um, you know, see, I don't, you know, a lot of people don't like seeing themselves on camera. It's like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of that way. I don't really see myself as that actor. And actually I did play a role in that, in that movie lost wilderness because the, the guy who was supposed to play the park ranger, um, never showed up. And I knew how his character was supposed to be played. And everyone's like, darn it, you do it, Wes, my co-director. Um, they, they kind of forced me to do that role. And it ended up, I, I yeah. ended up actually pulling off a good line. In, in the, yeah, I, I, but that's not the only one, Chris. I think he's, uh, oh, I think he's oh, been no. in quite a... Oh uh, yeah, he's he's got a whole series of things. I, My I, gosh, yeah. That's what okay, that's what that I found the, out. That was the yeah. setup. Oh yeah. <laughs> you I don't, don't know what you mean. Any, you have no idea, Garnet. Let's go. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. A wow. true star. Garnet. You are a star, my friend. Yep. Wow, yep. look at that. Huh? No, no denying it right there. The proof is right there on film. I, I, I love the, the Gary Oldman 
uh, shots there. He is one of my favorite actors. I, I don't know what you're talking about, Garnet. I have no <laughs> idea what you're referring to. All I saw was Garnet. Garnet. That's all I saw. Yeah, for yeah, for some of the viewers there, there, you know, um, I told Tony that, uh, yeah, one of my favorite actors was Gary Oldman. Um, and uh, for those of you not familiar with with his work. Yeah. If you Google him on IMDB and, uh, his role in, uh, Leon, the professional, that, that was amazing. That's one of the classic acting job that, that guy can transform himself into, uh, so many different characters as I, as I can as well, as you saw in my work. There. Yes. As we, saw, as we saw in that video right there, I like, I like transformation. Yes, my goodness. I like myself as the blonde. That was really good. I don't know who that was. That <laughs> I, I get a blonde wig. <laughs> well, you know, I I under, that you have told us that you had uh, some strange experiences out in your movie making days, and actually had uh, some people arrested while you were doing a movie. What is that all about? Yeah, yeah, that that's a little bit of the on the embarrassing side of um, when you, you know, lear learning in life is making mistakes, right? And um, you know, if you if you haven't really screwed up a couple times in your life, then you know you're you're not completing the the journey in the right way. And um, this was definitely one of my not not proudest sort of moments <laughs> to, to end up, uh, getting your film crew arrested. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. maybe I don't want to be in one of your films. <laughs> no, no, that is, uh, that's true. No, this, uh, story began, um, I'm not sure what the year was, but, um, Steven Spielberg, was doing a reality show. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember on the, Oh yeah. It was called on the lot on the lot. And the idea was he was asking for submissions of short films, um, you know, around the globe. And if your short film was chosen, then you had a chance to, you know, progress further on the show and a chance to win a million dollars right one million dollars right so you know everyone around the globe was excited about this new steven spielberg show and um i think one of the co-hosts was uh princess leah what's her name carrie uh come on people christopher yeah yeah hey, hey. What, that's, that's, what, that's what you have Google. Not, all all you I guys, heard was worst, one million dollars. That's all I heard. Um, so, so anyway, there's a contest. So, of course, I want to be in this contest, right? And a million dollars. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I want that million dollars. And I'm, I was sitting in my office at the time, and I was staring out the window, Um and I'm just looking at this little bagel shop across the road from us. And I'm thinking, you know, that could be a good place to shoot a movie, right? And then I'm thinking uh, a short film. 
And then I'm thinking, okay, what would be the weirdest thing that could happen? You know, any good story needs some, you know, some complications and some kind of conflict. And, um, you know, your brain just starts going, well, I guess, you know, if, uh, you know, some kid could choke on a milkshake if uh, they screwed up his order and put peanuts in it and he was allergic to peanuts. I'm like, that's pretty good. Yep. So we'll we'll put that in the story. Um, And um, maybe the guy just broke up with his girlfriend who runs this place. And the girlfriend had drugs hidden in his house, but she can't get into the house because, you know, uh, he changed the key. But her drug dealer uh, needs that key, you know, and um, he just cut her finger off and he's going to cut another one off if she doesn't go into that store and get that key, you know. So this story starts to formulate. Right. And um, I like it, you know, and, you know, in the end, this girl, you know, she's going to get arrested. The movie's going to end with the police storming in and she's going to have her hands tied behind her back and the moral of the, she ended up, uh, I think saving the kid, right. She had to choose between, you know, uh, running away or, or saving this kid who's going into anaphylactic shock. And, um, she saves the kid and kind of sacrifices herself, you know, and gets, gets arrested. So anyway, this is, this is all in my brain, you know, and, you know, this is a, you know, I guess a message, you know, behind this story is, you know, the power that each of us have, you know, you know, whether you guys are watching this show and you're like, you know, I have ideas as well. I've, I've always had this creative idea, either it's for a business or a movie or a TikTok video or something like this. Um, You know, there, there's a power that once you engage your imagination, it sets things in motion. Right. And, um, you know, little did I know, you know, you know, how, you know, how powerful a creative idea can be, but also like, you gotta be careful, you know, they can be dangerous as well, depending, you know, what, what your idea, cause like I say, it sets things into motion. So from there, you know, a script, it goes on to the next stage. You know, when you have a vision, you, you write it down and once, once it's written down, it's starting to move other people, take shape. Um, you know, you guys have a lot of interviews, people on here with projects. And um, the more those ideas, you know, start to take shape, it starts changing things, you know, even around the globe. I watched your guys' show the other day, um, you know, about the Ecuador. And, you know, the vision of M2 Token started out just as an idea at one point. And then it starts to manifest itself, you know, in, in places and it starts changing things for real. Um, anyway. Well, you know, uh, Garnet, you're our, uh, you're the ultimate uh, filmmaker. You do it. You keep the cameras rolling irregardless of the situation. And apparently on that film that we were talking about, something happened obviously drastically okay yes the cameras rolling didn't you right okay what what happened was the it came the day for for the show for us to shoot and actually i would say this you know in my own defense the police had been forewarned uh 
that we were going to be shooting. Okay, right. now you now just don't. don't I don't want to. I want to hear the excuses. Let's not hear the excuses. Okay, okay. Anyway. <laughs> you know, let's, just, let's show girl. let's show the proof of the okay, process okay, okay, but, right okay, before, now. Before, Rick, no, before you play that, no, no, no. no. <laughs> before you play that, okay. What we were doing, the owner came to us, gave us the keys to the bagel shop um, ahead of time. And that was the night before the production. So we thought, okay, this is great. Let's go over and do what we call blocking out the scene, right? So we're just going over where everybody's going to stand, their positions and stuff like this. So we went over to the store, opened the door. It was all closed. It was nighttime. It's very dark around there. We had the actors there, and we were blocking out the scenes, um, just finding out where everyone's going to stand. Now, what we didn't realize is someone had seen us acting this out and called the called the police, and of course that kicked in, uh, you know, the protocol of okay, the police are going to. It looked like a robbery in progress, right? Even though we were we were acting this out. Um, and at one point I went outside just to look in, just to, to look in at the view. And I, uh, I looked up and I saw this helicopter, um, f flying above the place. I thought, Oh, that's kind of weird. I mean, um, went back inside and the phone started, um, ringing inside. And I thought, who's going to be ordering a bagel at 8 PM. <laughs> and this phone was going lit. Now this was like <laughs> protocol, right? for handling, you know, a hostage situation. And when I, I finally got so frustrated, you know, I picked up the phone. I'm like, look, the bagel store is closed. And at that point I heard, this is the police. We have the place surrounded. And I'm like, oops, oops. Right. And yeah, that that's when I realized a mistake, you know, had been made. And, um, you know, th there was a number of protocol they had to, to, to do at that point, even though I told them, we're, hey, we're just rehearsing a film. Um, I, I, I ended up turning on this little camcorder because I knew this w was all going to play out. And so I sort of ended up recording that whole arrest that, that ended up taking place. So the clip that you're about to see ended up be you know being on the news well at least he, you weren't deported from your own country no right? no but the, the funniest <laughs> yeah. thing is my kids whenever they see this because they they call me on the on the news channel they call me an amateur filmmaker and my kids always say yeah dad you're an amateur filmmaker so they never let me you know it, it, tony tony do you do you realize what just happened right then Garnet was covering his rear right then on about what we were about to see. And uh, we don't know the truth, actually, besides, we, I guess he, we can he, take his, he, he called, can take he his word for it. You think we can take his word for it? He pulled, his, he pulled his, his director card out and gave you a timeout yeah. is what he did. I, that, I know, yeah. And so here we, Rick, can we go, can we roll that uh, royal yeah, Let's see footage? the truth. Wow. That is absolutely <laughs> amazing. That's priceless. Oh, wow. That's priceless. <laughs> this is not walking the red carpet. This is walking the plank. 
in the process. Yeah, that's getting the handcuffs for real. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was funny. One of the actors, um, you know, her uh, grandpa was had dropped her off for the rehearsal and he was sitting next door in, in Dairy Queen and all these these SWAT team people started to come and setting up surrounding the place and everyone in Dairy Queen was like, oh my goodness, like what's going on? He's like, don't worry, it's all part of the movie. You know, <laughs> it's like they're rehearsing for the movie. It's like yeah. So he he wasn't, you know, he well, wasn't worried at all. Garnet, you have provided us with a a great delight today. And as we come to the end of this episode of the Swarm Unplugged, I want to tell you how much we've enjoyed this. I know that, uh, of course, Starwire is also a part of what you do, but I, we wanted to concentrate on Garnet Campbell himself. And I think people will appreciate that because they like to know the people behind what they uh, may or may not put their money into. And I think they will see that you are a very, very special person that has a very special talent and they, they can have the confidence to know that you are there and behind what you're offering in the bees community. So thank you for uh, sharing your story with us today and some interesting little tidbits uh, very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Garnett. Thank you for the kind words. Chris. You know, Garnet, as, as usual, uh, you know, it's very rare that I don't get to say this. And, and I got to tell you, I mean this uh, from the bottom of my heart. You are absolutely epic. And what you have shared and what else you haven't shared yet is something that we really, really want to get to. So I'm going to do what I normally do. I'm going to ask you if you'll grace us with your presence again, because we want to we want a second episode of this. We want a series. So. Would you would you be willing to grace us with your presence for, in the near future? For sure, because we we didn't even get to to what happened with the bear that we hired for Lost Wilderness. Oh my God! Yeah, that's another that's another whole episode right there. Okay. I made mistakes with the SWAT team. Um, yeah, your audience is gonna love when they hear what happened when you give me a live grizzly bear. <laughs> yeah, all right. Garnet, I can't uh, wait. I can't the wait. very the very best to not only your work, but the growth of Starwire. And as you know, I am a big fan and uh and have been since the very beginning. So my wishes are for your success. Thank you for being here. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Garnet. Tony, you know, this is uh interesting. In the regards that I have never seen you dress this well in my entire uh, life uh, that we've been together. You know, the last time I saw you, you were in a like a fishnet, uh, you know, muscle shirt. And, uh, and so just, now that just, you're dressed up. In, let's, let's call it the way it is. OK, yeah. you miss you missed you missed it by a long shot. Yeah, I was ready. I was prepared. I came yeah. on time. Yeah. What can I say? Well, yeah, you did. And uh, like I say, you know, since uh, I didn't get the memo, I should have been prepared for this movie making epic uh, episode. And 
I just didn't do it. Tony, thank you for being here. You're always a delight. You know, you know, I love you. So we'll talk. We'll talk soon. Okay, buddy. Thank you. Uh, you know, there is so much <laughs> when you look at people <laughs> that we are able to, to uh, bring on and enjoy. Uh, Garnet is certainly one of those special people. Wow, some of the experience that he has. And wow, what talent. My goodness gracious, what a talent he has for putting things together and putting them on film and making them actually stand out and and be real. I mean, literally look like and be and feel that they're real and part of and bring it into your life. It is a, a totally amazing. I want to thank, uh, of course, for uh, uh, Garnet uh, Campbell for being a guest today. I would like to recognize, of course, our our inevitable co-host, Tony Kay, and our technical director, Rich, uh, <laughs> Rick Shear. Uh, Richie, Richie, Rick, 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 whatever the name is anyway. Rick, it's always good to have you. We appreciate you on all that you do. And uh, right now, we want to uh, ask everybody to join us next Tuesday for another episode of The Swarm Unplugged. Always remember to listen, learn, and give. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Swarm Unplugged podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button and leave us a glowing comment. Gravitate yourself to be on the podcast so you are the next one to introduce themselves to the B Social community. See you on the next episode.